Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. Again, thank you to our 6 p.m. crew with Coach Gerald Richardson as our host, our featured guests, Coach Milton Good, and then Norman Tate and and Coach Fred Rucker were on. Thank you, gentlemen, for um, that first hour um, on Never Had It So Good. Let me welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. Duck Riley, your thoughts, sir? Oh, very, very, very good, very informative. Uh, you know, I sit there and listen to majority of it, you know. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought they did a, well, you know, a great job along with Fred and Tate, you know, a, asking mm-hmm. questions from someone who uh, is coaching that particular event. I thought that was that. Exactly. Exactly. And as, as always, Coach Tate doesn't disappoint. He has a <laughs> lot of good <laughs> conversation. I could do a whole show with just Coach Tate. Um, all right. Thank you, Coach Gerald Richardson. We'll get you back for sure. Let's get our men's basketball um, people in here now. I'm going to go ahead and get 5928. Will Harris, how are you, sir? Good evening. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you for being on. 0986. I'm pretty sure this is my guy. Tommy Pritchett, how are you? I'm good. Good evening, everyone. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Great win last night, wasn't it, uh, Tommy Pritchett? It, uh, it was. We needed that one. <laughs> we needed it. <laughs> I like him. I like him, Coach. All right, one, two, three, two. Tony never had a so good. Coleman, how are you, sir? Tony never had a good. It's going really, really well tonight. I hope you guys are feeling the same. <laughs> All right. Yes, we are. And as I said to, to Larry Tisdale, on Facebook, you get 30 minutes to talk about my Lakers, and then we can do the rest if you want. Larry Tinsdale, how are you, sir? <laughs> What's up, family? Y'all pull that one out. Y'all better stop poking the. They gotta stop poking the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Duck. I'm gonna turn it turn it over to you, gentlemen. Have a great show. All right, uh, hey guys. Uh, Want to start off? Uh, and talk about any uh, surprises to the series. So I'm going to start uh, with Will Harris, and let's talk about uh, Denver and Minnesota. Yeah, this series is going as um, I expected. I think uh, Denver's going to wrap it up pretty quickly. Uh, I think with Jokic playing the way he is at a high level, um, with the West is the way it is. I mean, you see other teams down like Memphis down early to – you know, Sacramento, Golden State in the competitive series. I mean, what Denver's got a good chance to make a run this year. So I think they'll wrap this one up pretty quickly um, and get rid of Minnesota. Okay, uh, Tony Coleman. In that series, Denver, Minnesota, um, no surprises there for me. Uh, I expected Denver to respond the way that they have, um, you know, versus Minnesota. Minnesota did, you know, uh, in these, you know, these past four games really give them, you know, a, a game. 
Um, so they, their presence were felt, but it was really no surprise to me um, as the, the result of them being 3-1 that, right now. All right, uh, uh, Tommy Pritchard, are you surprised Minnesota pulled out one? I am. I am surprised they pulled out one. I thought that Denver would be at home resting right now. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised that Minnesota is still there. Wow, okay. Uh, what about you, Larry? You know what? I, I thought this, and Denver is the cream of, 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 of the West. But Anthony Edwards with, with uh, Gobert and Towns has got some talent, and they were playing well coming down the stretch. Um, I was hoping that this would be a series and they could get two so that they got one and they had to fight hard for it. The games are that close. Um, I expect them to get one more. Um, at least that's my hope and get them tired. But, no, I wasn't – there's no surprise here whatsoever. Uh, Minnesota's just a little young. And they do it, – it seems like they got something going on with that uh, – I think we talked about this before. Something in the locker room is going on. I'm not sure it is what it is. Okay, uh, Larry, I'm I'm going to stay with you because your Clippers, who you said had the deep bench and some Ooh. injuries. So, what's going on here? I, I I forgot who 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 made a comment on this. You know, when Kawhi's playing, Kawhi can take you to the finals. You know, he's done that everywhere he's been, San Antonio, Toronto, everywhere. Um, he can't stay healthy. And even without George, they were playing fairly well. Russell was, you know, re, you know, rejuvenated, playing well. Everybody, Norman Powell, everybody was playing well. But, my goodness, I don't know what happens to him. He is fragile. Um, maybe it's because he's got them freakishly big hands. I'm not sure, you know, his joints or something's the matter with him. But he just can't stay healthy. And if he can't stay, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George out, they got no chance. So, unfortunately, they never got a chance to get to the bench. So, yeah, uh, they're in trouble. That's, that'll, be a, that'll be wrapped up quickly. Okay. Uh, uh, Princess, I, I didn't mean to leave you out until Tim comes in. You got any input on that uh, Phoenix and Clippers game? I know she's on mute. Yeah, I was on mute, Doc. Um, my thoughts are is that what Larry said in that is, is that they're pretty um, – they're fragile. And when I say they, I mean Kawhi Leonard. Um, I don't know when Paul George is going to be back. And, I, and Russell Westbrook is not at the point in his career now where he can carry a team. Um, and But I've said over and over, I'm not as much a Phoenix Suns fan anymore because – um, I don't like how KD has just attached himself wherever he he wants to attach mm-hmm. himself. So, you know, um, but that's just my personal opinion. But the series, I think, is over. You know, um, I, I don't think they can come back for that. And I know that Russell Westbrook is not in his career where he can carry him. What What about that uh, Denver and Minnesota series, Francis? I, I agree with Tommy Pritchett. I'm surprised that the that Jokic and the rest of them at home sitting on the sofa watching the rest of this go by. But um, Minnesota is young, and they they snuck one in there. But I would not be surprised to see in the off season some things happen with Minnesota because I don't think they have a whole lot of team chemistry. If you're fighting and carry on on the bench, and when somebody gets suspended, for sure. Okay, uh, Will and Tim Tim Moore is on. Okay, uh, Tim, I'm coming right to you with uh, 
jump to Phoenix and the Clippers? Oh, well, <clears throat> you know, that's a, that's an interesting series that I quite honestly think the Clippers are, are a better ball club when healthy, but they haven't been healthy. Um, they came in without Paul George, and I thought even, even then they were capable of winning that series, particularly the way that Kawhi Leonard started off just a, a blaze, and he was Ding uh, the big fella up, uh, Kevin Durant, <clears throat> holding him uh, a little bit below his average. But uh, with him being hurt, uh, I think they're in trouble. Um, they, they they played tough last last game, but uh, I think they're in trouble uh, if Kawhi is not uh, not able to play. Well, also, Larry brought up an interesting point. You know, Kawhi is injury prone. Is he the net street clothes Davis? <laughs> uh, it, it does look that way I mean he's been hurt just about every year Since the uh, Toronto season uh, So uh, you know there may be something to that Okay uh, I want to backtrack a little bit uh, Also uh, Larry said that he think Possibly Minnesota could get Two wins out of this series with Denver Your thoughts Well I can't, I can't agree with him on that one uh, I think Minnesota's done tonight um, I, I would be surprised if they even won tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, Will, Phoenix and the Clippers. This series has been a bit of a letdown. I thought, you know, after the Clippers pulled out that one win, I thought you might get one of those classic uh, seven-game series. You had Kawhi, Paul, George, Chelsea, and, you know, KD, Booker, and the Sun, Chris Paul on the other side. But just don't get with, uh, what's going on with Kawhi. I mean, the load management all year misses games you think to play in the playoffs, but now he gets hurt and he's missing playoff games. I mean, Paul George is hurt again as well. I mean, it's good to see Russell Westbrook, you know, come back and play the way he has, played a, a monster game the other night. But, yeah, I just think the biggest surprise here was just the Clippers, you know, falling apart to injury. And, you know, it's probably going to be wrapped up pretty quickly by uh, Phoenix. But as far as the Clippers go, what do they do next? I mean, how long do you keep running it back with this team that just can't stay healthy year after year? Okay. I want to come to Tony because uh, Skip, 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 as uh, Shannon yeah. calls him, Skip still says that uh, he, he don't want to give uh, Westbrook his due. He still want to call it Westbrook. Your thoughts on the Clippers and uh <laughs> Well, I tell you what, uh, Dave, uh, Westbrook has really, you know, uh, showed some flashbacks of old, the old Westbrook. And I think that a lot of people have noticed that, you know, especially in this series, you know, where he's really stepped up offensively, you know, and, and, you know, that explosion, you know, to the basket, to the rim. The only real surprise to me, kind of like, you know, you know, piggybacking off of, you know, what's been said already is the injury report, you know, uh, coming into this series. Um, and, and I want to say also that this series has really been a very competitive and exciting, uh, you know, series to really watch. These guys are really going back and forth. But it's, the physicality is, is at a um, high level, and they're really going back and forth at each other. Um you know, I think the thing that's really put Phoenix over top is that they have been shooting the ball at a high percentage rate, um, stepping up, you know, when, you know, the Clippers make their run. Even not even having, you know, Kawhi there, the Clippers are still, I mean, like, the, you know, 
the Suns, they're fighting all the way down to the end. You know what I mean? Like, they, they yeah. really, really, you know, keep their game up. Or the Clippers, you know, they could have stolen, a, you know, a couple of those games, you know. But, um, you know, not having Kawhi does hurt them. But I think they're extremely uh, still a really talented team because their bench is so deep, so deep, man. They still compete. Um, but uh, I think this series is going to be wrapped up by the Phoenix Suns. Um, that's who I predicted, you know, from the very beginning. And uh, it's playing out to be that way. Next round is going to be very interesting. Okay, uh, Tommy, where was where was this uh, with Westbrook when he was with the Lakers? Well, he's still, uh, and I hate to, you know, Westbrook can win one for you, or he can throw away one for you. He's still he's still making a lot of mistakes. He did. I've I've never saw anybody. Anybody's game turn around like Westbrook did. You know, he used to play a lot better back <clears throat> back a few years. But I, I don't know what's going on with him and his game. But as far as this Phoenix Clippers series, you know, Phoenix, Phoenix, they're playing their starters a lot of minutes, a lot of minutes. And Phoenix doesn't have the uh, – the, you know the deep bench like the Clippers, like the Clippers had. I'm surprised that this series is is, is where it is. Uh, even without uh, Kawhi, I thought the Clippers would put up, uh, would do better than what they're doing. I'm not gonna count them out yet. I think they're gonna go out, but they may have one more in them uh, because Phoenix, like I said, they're playing their their starters a lot. Uh, Heavy minutes, and I don't know. I know Chris Paul won't last long playing heavy minutes, but I'm curious to see how long the rest of the group will last. So I'm not going to count the Clippers out yet, even though they're going out, but maybe not yet. Uh, I picked Phoenix to win the West also. So we'll see how it goes uh, tonight. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to stay with you, uh, Tommy, because. Uh, it looks like the series that people are talking about is the Kings and the Warriors. Your thoughts on that series? Hey, that last game was a that was a game, man. Those guys are battling, and the Warriors are shooting real good. But now that Fox is hurt, I don't know if the Kings have a chance uh, now. Um, on that on that last pass. That he had, he threw it to Barnes, but if he'd have looked to his right, he'd have saw Monk open. That was the yeah. that guy to get the ball to, because I think Monk might have would have put it down. Uh, it's it's going to it's it's a good series, but like I said, with Fox gone, I, I don't think the teams will be able to uh, to withstand that. Okay, uh, Larry. Uh, you hear what uh, Tony's talking about, the Kings and the Warriors, uh, and I think Fox is still, he said he's going to tolerate it. He's going to play anyway regardless of the fractured finger. And Tommy makes yeah. an uh, oh. interesting interesting point because because he's left-handed, Fox turned left and threw it to Barnes. But if he was right-handed, my thing is would he, he would have probably found Monk. But that's just, you know, somebody else's opinion. 
your thoughts right. on the Kings and the Warriors? Wow, two teams heading in the opposite direction. I mean, they're and they're meeting right in the middle. You know, the dynasty that was the Clippers is probably, you know, I'm sorry, the Warriors is probably on the way down. And this young team can ball. They, you know, they can score. They play really well together. Um, Fox's injury, you know, could be major. But I think he gives them such a presence, and he'll probably be able to spread the floor for, 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 for Monk and Sabonis. So uh, with it being his left hand, I think it's going to be okay. Um the Warriors are shooting the ball well, and you're starting to see some of that maturity and all those uh, playoff games come uh, come to flourishing on the floor. Um, this is going, to, I believe, is going to be seven-game series. It'll come down to it. You don't want to give the Warriors anything, and this might be the thing that they're looking for, um, you know, a fracture in, in, in the armor. And so I, I kind of think that the Warriors may pull away with this uh, from the injury, and I'm not sure the injury is really that significant, possibly. But I think that they will smell blood in the water, and I think the Warriors will uh, pull this one off. Uh, okay, uh, Will. Yeah, the Warriors are showing a heart of a champion. I'm, I'm down to uh, 0-2. Uh, defend their home court. They still got to take one in Sacramento, though, but I think they you know, did what they had to do and defended their home court. I thought the last game was great. Um, unfortunate for the Kings, I just thought too much one-on-one one -on -one down the stretch. And I think with Harrison Barnes, I mean, you know, your game-winning shot wide open, Fox kicks it out. I mean, you got to make that shot, especially against a team like Golden State. I think that one shot might turn the whole series around. But think about if he gets that shot, they're up 3-1 to one going home and could potentially, you know, close it out on their home court. But, yeah, that was just a tough miss right there. To, um, now it's tied up, and I think uh, Golden State will probably wrap it up at least in, I'll say in seven. Okay. Uh, Tim, uh, you, you hear uh, Larry saying that the young guy's moving up, the Warriors uh, on a decline. I, I I don't know about that. Your, your thoughts about the Warriors and uh, the Kings? Well, it's, a great, it's been a great series. Um, I, it's been the most uh, entertaining series for me to watch uh, of, of all the ones that are going on right now. Um, I, like I said last week, I, I made a joke a couple of weeks ago about Sacramento, and I think Tony or, or, or Tommy, one of the two, uh, corrected me and basically said that's a good basketball team, and they're right. They're, they're, this is the first time I really saw the Kings this year. I've been hearing about them, but they're good. Uh, and Fox, who I was not all that impressed with at Kentucky, um, I thought he was just another good Kentucky ball player, but he's he's outstanding. And this guy, uh, he can ball. Um, I think what they're doing is they're learning to win. So I, I, I'm in agreement with Larry that they're on the way up. Uh, I'm not sure the Warriors are finished yet. Uh, but uh, but I think uh, the Kings are on the way up, and um, they're learning how to win. Uh, and I think uh, that showed at the end of the game last the, the, this past uh, Sunday or whenever it was they played, because Harrison Barnes, if you notice, he took two, the last two shots of the game, um, and and both of them were well. The first first shot was just a bad shot. You know, he had 17 seconds left on the shot clock, and uh, he just hoisted up a shot that he didn't need to need to take. And then this last one, you know, uh, when Fox uh, kicked it out to him, he had to take that one because of time. 
Um, but uh, I think they need to find a way, and the, the, the team needs to understand, Fox is the guy you go to, um, not Harrison Barnes. I know he's got the experience of winning a title in Golden State, but Fox is your go-to guy at the end of a ball game. Okay. I want to move on to uh, Tony Coleman, you know, coach of the year, Coach Brown. Your thoughts on the Warriors and uh, teams? Um, that, that was one of the first things I wanted to um, to address, Dave, is, you know, giving, um, you know, uh, Mike Brown his um, just due, you know, with molding, you know, that young group of guys together, um, getting those guys to believe and um, – also believe that there's no other better coach to coach against the Warriors in a series because the guy sat on the bench next to Steve Kerr, you know, during the time that they were, you know, beating everybody and winning championships. So he knows the personnel very well. He knows how Steve Kerr thinks in terms of adjustments and how he coaches and what you know, he probably anticipate what he's going to do next. So that really gives him an edge. And that young uh, you know, Sacramento team, man. It's just a phenomenal team. Uh, that was very surprising to me, the way that the series started. They came out and they punched the Warriors in the mouth. I mean, like, you know, two times, like, hard in the mouth. Like, I was stunned. I was like, wow, these guys are really, really good. And, uh, and then, you know, what happens is, you know, the Warriors, they are, you know, they went back into the cave, man, and, and, you know, they had to think about some things and watch some film, talk to each other, and they really – I really have, have be, begun to see a difference in them in the way that they're trying to come together, um, letting each other know how much they uh, love each other and appreciate, you know, what they're doing out there. They're coming together, and that's how they, they've been able to tie this series up. And I got to agree with Larry. That this thing is going to go the distance. Um, it's going to go seven, and uh, this is just going to be a very, very uh, good series to watch. You know, as Tim mentioned, uh, so we just stay tuned, man. Just keep watching this one to see what happens, man. Because these these guys are very competitive. I think Fox is going to be okay with the injury. Uh, nothing is going to stop him from being being that lineup playing. He's going to be right out there. Okay, I want to say. Yeah, I want to stay with you, Tony, because I want to uh, talk about that, the Memphis and L.A. series. Uh, Dylan Brooks uh, kind of tapped in the wrong place. Uh, suspension? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you know, the thing with uh, uh, Dylan Brooks, and uh, there's not too many guys I don't like, Dave, but I don't like <laughs> I don't like it's something about I don't like that guy. And uh, – <laughs> You know, and he's talking all this trash and stuff like that. And what he did was he truly did poke the bear. And uh, he, he learned a, a, a big lesson, you know, in that game. You know, LeBron and those guys, man, they came out, man, from the door. And uh, they were playing ball. And uh, you keep, you know, you keep uh, getting in LeBron's face. You keep talking trash, you know, doing what you're doing and saying that you don't have respect for him, all these kinds of things, talking all all this kind of, you know, uh, trash talk to the media. Man, you talking about, that's LeBron James, man, Hall of Famer, you know, the face of the league, 
you 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 just can't you just can't say what you want to say about LeBron. I'm sorry. He learned a lesson, valuable lesson. And um I bet he I bet you won't you won't hear his mouth um opening up anymore uh in in the next one. Um uh, but yeah, man, I I'm I'm glad to see the Lakers, you know, uh take a commanding three one lead uh in this series. Uh, but I, I do have to say, man, that Memphis is is one heck of a team, man. They 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 are dangerously good, um, really really good team. Um, so the Lakers, okay, you know, they they, they you know they want to have to work for everything they get in order to close this out. All right, uh, we're going to come to Princess because Princess, uh, I didn't know LeBron was forty. Is he too old? <laughs> Uh, of course he's not too old, but you, for him to be playing at this level, at this age, is amazing. And 2020 is is, is no joke um, at his age, and, um, for sure. But, um, you know, I want to go back to Dylan Brooks. He was talking all this trash, but he's not made himself available to the media two straight games now. Hey, NBA, um, is that not against the rules? What are we going to do about it? But um, I agree with, you know, t- Tony Coleman in that he poked the bear and um, he even hit the bear. But I think in the end, they're still up 3-1. Um, and you got to be, um, I don't know, I guess we expect this from the star, the LeBron James, but I still think it's amazing at this age at the level and he's still dunking and, and, and playing at the rim at this, this age. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want I want to come to uh, Tommy because Tommy, besides LeBron, who who else is carrying this uh, LA team? Uh, you know what? I, you know Memphis, Memphis is not done yet. You know they 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 play well at home, and even though um, Brooks, you know he he doesn't talk not unless he in uh, Memphis. Now they going back to Memphis. They going to be talking in Memphis, but the only you know what, L.A. needs thirty and fifteen from Anthony Davis. If they get thirty and fifteen from Anthony Davis, the series is over. Um, we never know who's going to which Davis is going to show up. Either the eight. Or eight points, nine rebounds, but he needs to come around with thirty and fifteen this time around for them to to uh, end this series. Because I do feel that Memphis is going to play better once they get home. Okay, uh, Will Lakers and Memphis. Uh, where, where did where did Tillman come from 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 Memphis? Uh, Will. Had, um, he's still playing well. I mean, I guess you got to get you got uh, Bain as well. Had a good game the other night. So, I mean, they've been playing hard. You know, hanging in there. I just think with LeBron, he's twenty points, twenty rebounds at that age. Just, just you know, playing his best ball. You know, I think with Dylan Brooks talking, just took him to another level. But I agree. I don't think Memphis is done yet. I think it's going to still be a competitive series. They're probably going to uh, get one at home on this next game. And I still think the Lakers will close it out though in uh, six. I think they just have they've just been playing uh, just have the overall better team. I think if Anthony Davis especially can get more production out of him, I think they'll be able to wrap it up. 
Okay. Uh, Larry Tisdale, we, we got uh, the Lakers and the and Memphis and uh, Reeves. Are you, are you surprised? You know, you guys mentioned a few things, and one of them I want to talk about. And the first is Dylan Brooks. And, <laughs> you know, if you want to be a Draymond Green or a Rodman and, you know, you were, you know, a player like that or, what you know, Meta World Peace, you can't not talk to the media. You can't have times where you don't believe yourself. When I watched him walk out into that game and I watched his body language, I thought that he felt like he was in trouble, like just from Jump Street. And everybody here has been an athlete. I watched his body language, and I looked into him, and I didn't see it in him. Like, I didn't see the fire in him. So, you know, I think you put your foot in your mouth, and now you have to pay for it. You know, Princess mentioned, for LeBron James to be playing at this level, at this age, you know, with all the experience that he has, um, Anthony Davis didn't have a great game. I know Tommy mentioned it. You know, he's not been playing great. He has a hit or a miss game. I truly believe, and I know everybody, you know, thinks that Memphis is coming back. I think that, you know, LeBron James, you know, gets the, these guys in the locker room, and they finish this off, uh, the series off this next game. Um, I, I don't think that he wants this to go any further than this, and he will put his foot on the, on the pedal right now. Um, Memphis reminds me, and I think I've said this all year long, they are an extremely talented, you know, team. But they're very young, and at times they play very individual. Um, they don't have that system yet for who takes the last shot when they need to take it. And with the injury, you know, with, with Ja, you know, that may be even throwing them off a little more. So if, 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 you know, Anthony Davis gives you anything, I think that they're in good shape because Hachimura, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, Alexa. Go, Hachimura. Go to Alexa. Go to Alexis. Alexis. That's it. Alexis, That's right. is that, am I pronouncing that properly? Um, so if he's playing well, you know, everybody, D'Angelo's playing well, Reeves is playing, Schroeder's playing well, everybody is playing and doing their part. Uh, one other thing, when he poked, you know, LeBron James, I think he was looking for a one-on-one, you know, mano or mano, and he didn't realize that's not what he was going to get. And what he really did was he woke everybody else up on that team. And it looks like that everybody else on the Lakers has kind of come to rally against uh, 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 for LeBron. Um, so I think that's kind of backfired. And I believe that they go out this next game. It uh, ends up being 4-1. Okay. Uh, Tim? I kind of agree with Larry on that. I think this one's over. Uh, I think I think Memphis will play them tough at home, but I think uh, I think the Lakers will pull this out and close it close it down uh, in this next game. Um, but do, do you guys remember like early in the season when they asked uh, uh, Memphis about uh, you know their prospects for going uh, to the finals? And they said we're, yeah. we're not worried about anybody in the West. <laughs> we're not worried about anybody in the West. And uh, and then Dylan Brooks, you know, act the fool with Sterling, uh, not Sterling Sharp, um, Sam Sharp, and then you know this, this whole thing. They're they're a team full of drama. I like I like their attitude in terms of of uh, not being afraid of anybody, but they don't back it up. Uh, they're they're sort of like a wannabe Detroit bad boys, but they don't have they don't have the two veteran stars like Isaiah and uh, and Joe Dumas to kind of 
settle things and keep them steady. Uh, and uh, quite honestly, somebody mentioned it before, uh, Dylan Brooks, he's not done Dennis Rodman. I mean, he talks like Dennis Rodman, but he doesn't back it up. Uh, Dennis Rodman talked about Larry Bird, but he came out and played. Dylan Brooks has watered up a little bit the last couple of games. So I think they're gone. Uh, very talented ball club, but they're just they're immature. Yeah. All right, Jim, I want to stay with you because I want to hear a little bit more about uh, Jimmy Bucket. Ooh. Incredible. Incredible. That was, I mean, he, I think he went like 10 for 10 at the beginning of the game last night. I mean, it was crazy. That was that was one of the best performances I've ever seen in a playoff game. Incredible. That's that's all I know mm-hmm. to say. Okay, uh, let's go with. Uh... And, and well, I, I do have one other thing to say. Why did Elden Brand feel that it was okay to pay my boy uh, uh, instead of Jimmy Buckets? I, I don't understand. They had him in Philly. Please. They had him play with with Joel. I, I, I don't get it. Best friend. Okay, well, well, that's a great question. We're going to turn that over to Tony Coleman. Here we go. Jimmy wanted out. I'll just leave it at that. Jimmy just wanted out of Philly. He didn't like the way a lot of things were going. He said, I, I want out. Um, but, man, I got to agree with you. That, that that was one heck of a performance, man, by Jimmy Buckets, man. Oh, you know, 56 wow. points. I mean, all the way up until game time, he was questionable whether or not he was one able to play. And then he comes out, man, and he just, like, lights up the whole facility. Unbelievable performance. Um, now, if there was a surprise <laughs> in the series, it was this week. Like, I mean, I picked the Bucks, man, you know, to, to, like, go through the heat, you know, with no problem, thinking that, you know, they just weren't going to be able to match up and be kind of little little sluggish, you know, from the play-in stuff. But, man, the Bucks has really been a disappointment in terms of the way that they have played. And uh, the Heat has really stunned them. And they don't even know what the heck they're well, you know, where they're at right now. But that was just one heck of a performance by Jimmy Buckets, man. He is clean, you know, every time. The, the bigger the, the contest, the, the, the bigger the challenge, that's when you see him rise to the top, man. That's all I can say, man. It's, you know, okay. the Bucks in trouble. <laughs> That's all I can say. Right. Tommy, in trouble. Jimmy Bucket. <laughs> he played a heck of a game last night, man. He he was unbelievable for me too. Uh, but can he can he do that on a regular? Because that's what it's going to take um, to me for them to beat the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are in trouble. Um, but you know what? I'm sticking with the Bucks to, to come out of this one. Um, it's not looking good, but I'm sticking with them. Okay. All right. Larry, your thoughts? Let me say this, and I know Tim you probably agrees. As a Sixers fan, I did not want to play Miami because Miami gets right. problems. Um, and in the East, out of all the players in the East in the playoffs, I, I think, may not the best player, but the biggest dog alpha is Jimmy Bucket, especially when he's got the right lights on. Um, right. He comes to play. He has something to prove. Um, so I was very happy to see them play. So, 
you know, Giannis was back, and if, if they were going to do something, they needed to do it then. So there were some chinks in the armor defensively prior to that. Um, I think – I don't know, Jimmy, you know, he's got to have to have another game very similar. You know, people are down with Hero and, and Oladipo. So it is going to be difficult. But, man, there's something not clicking with uh, Milwaukee. I think that they pull it out. And, again, like I said with L.A., you've got Buckets, Jimmy Buckets over there. He knows he's not trying to come back. So this next game is going to be a tremendous game uh, to watch. Uh, so it is, not a, it is not a surprise to me whatsoever. Uh, out of all the games in the series in the East, that was the one I thought could go another way. So as a Sixers fan, I'm happy to see it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go here with Will. Let's talk about the heats in the bucket. <laughs> heats in the box. <laughs> yeah, I just think this was a tough 1-8 matchup for the Bucks. You got a heat team, well-coached, um, experienced, been to the finals, been to the Eastern Conference finals. You know, it's not your typical HD. I just think they had some injuries throughout the season, ups and downs, weren't able to really be consistent. But all they needed to do was get their foot in the door, and now they're, you know, you got playoff Jimmy Butler. You know, he always elevates his game. They're overcoming injuries with Oladipo and Harrow, and you just got to, um, it's just, you know, just a well-coached team. They're always going to put up a fight no matter what they're up against. For the Bucks, I mean, that 3-1, we'll see what they're made of. I mean, they go back home. Um, I mean, if you look, think about it, it's the best of three at this point for them. They can just defend their court and get one on the road. They're still in it. But, I mean, I think it's just going to be tough to come back down to Miami with Jimmy Butler playing the way he does on that court and closing it out. So, I think the Heat will uh, wrap this one up in six, even though I picked the Bucks to make it to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we, you, you say you, you you're taking the, the Heat. Yeah, I think they'll end up, uh, after seeing the way it's going now, I don't see them winning it and uh, the Bucks pulling one off in Miami. Okay. The Buckets versus the Bucks. Okay, we got it. Uh, Stand with your will. Let's talk about the Cavaliers and the Knicks. Is that is there a surprise here with how well the Knicks are playing the Cavs? Yeah, this one was definitely a surprise. I thought this would be a more um, competitive series. The Knicks got a good a uh, young core going, you know, Barrett, Brunson, those guys playing good uh, basketball. I think if, you know, they draw the heat with the eighth seed in the second round, we could be looking at the next, you know, as a possible Eastern Conference uh, finals matchup for somebody. So, I mean, they got a lot to look forward to and build on, so we'll see. I think um, I can see Cleveland maybe winning one more and the Knicks closing out in six, but they're you know, putting on a very strong performance in the playoffs so far. Okay, Tim. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. Uh, I thought uh, Cleveland was the better team, uh, but they showed, like in game one, that they showed their youth and, and inexperience. Um, I mean, they looked like a team that had never been in the playoffs before. And uh, they have not broken out of it except for, you know, in game two for a short period of time when they were able to put their game away. But um, the other ball games, they have not played well at all. Um, and um, they they just look like they're they're not ready for prime time. Okay. Uh, Larry, uh, the oh, Knicks, come the, on, the Knicks and the Cavs because Steve uh, 
Stephen Smith said uh, they supposed to got Donovan. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everybody was disappointed. But I bet you right now they're happy that they got the best point guard in the league right now with Brunson. <laughs> I tell you what, let me tell you, and I think I picked this this series, I picked this as, as an upset, as a four or five. Um, Jalen Brunson just controls uh, the rhythm. He controls the pace. Um, as good as anybody that I've seen in the league in recent years. And uh, Jokic can do this also. He can slow the game down and make you play at his pace. Um, and there's something about uh, New York this year. Um, and by the way, only after the trade, uh, they have a different kind of toughness. You know, to see Randall sit on the bench um, as a starter and be okay with that team, you know, playing well to, for, for a win – uh, shows me that that team is probably very well coached and everybody's very cohesive. Um, I'm not sure, and I think Tim may have just mentioned it, um, Cleveland just looks out of sorts, like they are not ready for prime time. I think it's probably the only way I could describe it also um, because they are loaded uh, with talent. And I just, you know, you'll, you'll see, Spy, see Spider do well, um, and then you may see Levert every so, you know, do, do something. You know, it's I thought Garland. Mobley probably, yeah, Mobley probably, Garland should have, it, it was damn near uh, an all-star. I thought Mobley should have had a better, a seven-footer should have a, a, a more of a presence and not been able to take advantage of it. And Jared Allen, as good as he is defensively, yeah. has just been nowhere. So uh, the matchups don't favor them very well, and they have probably not, other than Donovan, not stepped up, uh, you know, very well as a, as a, as a cohesive unit. So, um, I got the Knicks winning this, and, and I think, uh, you know, Thurgood Marshall, Will just said, man, let me tell you, the Knicks, <laughs> between the Knicks and the Heat is going to be a series. So I look forward to that. Okay, uh, Tony. You know, uh, before this series started, I, I, I was going with New York. I believe what's happening is not only – are they being very well coached by, you know, Fibs and also the assistants, man, you know, um, bring a lot of experience. But there seems to be a rise of a culture in New York City and with the, with the yeah. Knicks team. Um, we, have, we haven't seen that culture uh, in a long time, and I think it's starting from the top. Um, I think, you know, the front office is doing a great job in giving the support that's needed, you know, throughout the city to the coaching staff and it's trickling down to the players. These guys are right now uh, have made a decision that we're going to do whatever it takes in order for us to win. If it means sacrificing myself, my game, my playing time, my positioning, whatever, we're going to do it and trust the coaches and, and just play basketball. Jalen Brunson has been a floor general, you know, very high IQ, very consistent, uh, steady. These guys are staying humble. Barrett is playing well. Uh, Josh Hart. I mean, these guys have been amazing. Uh, and then, and then you, you really gotta give Fibs a thumbs up because sometimes, you know, as a, you know, as a head coach in the, in the NBA, you have stars who are starters, and you end up, you know, going back with, you know, the starters into the game because uh, you know you don't want no backlash there. 
But, man, Julius Randle wasn't playing well in that game four. And he decided to stay with that unit that was that was really uh, getting it done out there. And, you know, Julius just stayed over there and just cheered him on, man. And they brought that thing on home, you know, for the uh, the 3-1 lead. And uh, it's, just, it's just exciting to watch uh, these guys play. The Cavs are not going away um, by no means. Um, I thought that, you know, Allen and uh, the big fellas underneath for the Cavs are just they, – I, don't, I don't know what happened to them. It's like they just disappeared. Um, they, can't ha- they can't handle what's going on out there, especially in the garden. And uh, as a result, the Knicks is on top, man, and uh, they're going to finish this off. And move okay. On to the next. Yeah. All right, well, we want to jump over to Tommy. Uh, Tommy, the Knicks uh, – Seems like Willis Reed is back, man. <laughs> hey, I haven't saw the the Garden that excited in a long time. It's been years since the Garden was, uh, <clears throat> you know, the people in the Garden was acting like they were acting. It's been a long time. They appreciate what the Knicks, you know, the effort the Knicks are putting up. And I'm surprised by that because, you know, I thought the Cavs were going and handle the Knicks, but the Knicks have been winning the inside game. The Cavs are not shooting well. <clears throat> and Mitchell is not scoring. I, I don't know what's happening. He must be hurt or something. He's just not playing like he usually plays. But, hey, you got to give kudos to Brunson and Bird and Hart and Robertson. Those guys are playing, man. I picked the Cavs to win this series, but, man, I don't know. The Knicks, Knicks seems to have their number. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks beat them out. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stay with you, Tommy. Everybody, you got, uh, like, give me 30 seconds on each one of these because we want to get to the, these power forward. So let's talk, Tommy, let's talk about uh, the Nets and the Sixers and the Hawks and the Celtics. Okay, I'm going to make this, this will be short and sweet. The 76ers are at home doing what they're supposed to do. They did. They came in and took care of the net. So they're at home resting. The Celtics and the Hawks, it won't be long for uh, for the Hawks to be uh, at, uh, for the Celtics to be at home, uh, too. I told you, you know, last week I told you they got their law firm up there with Tatum and Brown. So they're going to knock off the Hawks. All right. Uh, Will. Yeah, 76ers, Nets was probably the least surprising uh, first-round matchup. The 76ers took care of business as expected. Even though Embiid went down and they were still able to close out the series. Uh, Boston, Atlanta has been more um, competitive than I thought. I'm going to expect Boston to wrap it up tonight. But, um, you know, yeah, Atlanta was able to pull one off. But I think Boston's still one of the better teams in the East. Okay. Uh, uh, Tim. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the series, um, and I think uh, the Celtics will uh, close down tonight and, um, you know, get a little bit of rest, and uh, they'll be ready to go. Uh, I'm looking to see how healthy Embiid is, um, but um, this should be should be an outstanding series. Okay. Uh, here, here we go. Uh, Larry. It, it's quick. I- <laughs> Uh, obviously, the Sixers were a better team. 
Um, but I have to say I was really impressed with what I saw from the coaching and the players uh, on the Nets team. Uh, they fought every game. They're just they were undermanned, but they play uh, next year. I think they're going to be a very good team. Maybe the addition of one or two players, they're going to be very good, much better than people think. I think we saw Bridges uh, start to emerge as a star. Um, and as far as Boston, uh, yeah, I, I think Boston wins this. Uh, they're they're a better team than the Hawks. I'm surprised, I'm really surprised that the Hawks got one. Um, but as a Sixers fan, I'm glad we get to get some rest. But that next series between Boston and Philly is going to be a good one. And hopefully, uh, I think okay. Tim mentioned it. Hey, we're going we're gonna to stay right there. We, we're not going to jump to those games. We okay, got to stay ahead. here. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tony. Uh, one thing I, I want to give uh, kudos to Jock Vaughn. I push for him, man, to be named the head coach for Brooklyn because he, he's just an outstanding coach. The 76ers are just playing phenomenal ball. And I think the key thing for them is that Doc Rivers has uh, gained confidence in his bench, and the bench guys have really uh, produced out there on the, in the, on the court. And that's the big difference. And that's what's going to help them throughout this um, the playoffs. And then the Celtics in, in Atlanta, you know, I just think that uh, Celtics just got a little bit too much. Their wings is too too high-powered. Um, and then, you know, the supporting cast, you know, Atlanta is just tough for them to be able to match up. Although they, you know, they did rally to still one, um, you know, but the Celtics are going to close this out. Uh, Atlanta, okay. you know, it's just not their year. Okay. And staying right with you, uh, Tony, because I want to uh, – Ask you about you can give me the uh, older, present, or past uh, power forward. Who's the best power forward in the NBA? Okay, I think uh, the key word that you said, Dave, is power forward. Because, mm-hmm. you know, two names came to my mind one was Charles Barkley, and the other one was Tim Duncan. Um, and the reason why. I'm going to say Charles Barkley is because Tim Duncan played both power forward and he played the center, the center position. Um, Charles is just straight up power forward, you know, did everything, rebound, push it down, handle the ball, facilitate. I mean, he was just like the one-man show. Um, so I w- I'm going to give it to him. Although he didn't win any championships, Hall of Famer, top 50 player, you know he's he's uh, you know accumulated every accolade, every every award, league MVP, pivotal player award, twenty thousand points, ten ten thousand reeps, eleven time All Star, NBA top fifty. You know, so I'm going to say Charles Barkley. And uh, okay, just because of right, Tommy, very aspect. Yep. Hey, you know it's been some good ones. You got the Malone, you got Hayes, McHale, Barkley. Lewinsky, Garnett, Pettit. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with the big fundamental. Tim Duncan is best power forward that played the game so far. Okay. All right, Larry. Wow, this is a really tough question. It's a tough one for me. Uh, you know, Charles Barkley revolutionized the position. My favorite player, uh, you know, growing up. Uh, again, you know, to grab a rebound, to be athletic enough, to take it down, to one-on-one, to assist, to rebound, to do everything. I think he kind of revolutionized the, you know, 
uh, that position. Um, boy, Duncan, you know, if, if we're if we're just going to put those two in the category, he just did what he did fundamentally perfect every single game. Um, I, I'd have to, you know, and, and I don't like to just do stats because sometimes it can be extremely misleading. Um, but what he did for as long as he did it with the championships in that team, I'd have to give him the edge, give Duncan the edge. Charles Barkley is by far my favorite in the revolution. He's the one who revolutionized the position. Okay. Will, Harris. Yeah, I thought about it. I just can't go against uh, Tim Duncan here. I mean, five-time champion, you know, eight all-defensive selections, two MVPs. I mean, he did play a little bit of center as well, but so that may be an argument for somebody like Garnett, but um, Garnett or Malone. But, yeah, Duncan was just probably the most dominant for the longest uh, period of time. Okay. Uh, take us home with it, Tim. Well, I'm probably going to surprise you with, with my uh, – because I thought about this. Because I'm not one of these guys who, who believes that, that – the, the this generation of ball players necessarily would have dominated some of the older guys. Um, I think, quite honestly, with the inside game, uh, you know, you, you they're playing now with six eight six nine centers. These guys would have got destroyed by some of these older guys. Um, uh, you know, you look at uh, Maurice Lucas was a great power forward. That he came to mind right away. Um, um, Elvin Hayes at six eleven. Oh was awesome. Yeah. He was unstoppable. There, there's nobody in the game that would be able to handle him now. Uh, you know, just, and he was a great rebounder as well. And played a fairly deep. decent defense. Um, but I would have to say the best I've ever seen and uh, and I never liked their team was Kevin McHale. Did it all. Ran the floor. Played defense. Blocked shots. Uh, rebound. And just had a million and one moves around the bucket. Um, I'd say Kevin McHale. Okay, you are a Philly fan, right? I am a Philly fan. That's what I hate to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Princess. Princess, you got somebody for us, right quick? You know, um, and I, I always thought his game was just smooth and soft, but Tim Duncan did it for me. It's a power forward. I, I would say him yeah. for sure. And I, I'm not a Sixers fan, Larry. I'm sorry. Tim Duncan. Okay. <laughs> All right, take us home, Francis. Well, gentlemen, thank you. Tommy Pritchard, Tony Coleman, Larry Tisdale, Will Harris, we appreciate you all being on. This is getting good. I can't wait till we do the NBA draft, mock draft. The NFL one was really good. Tim Moore, David Riley, you guys have a great evening, okay? All right, thank, thank you. you. All right, Be good, thank you. Be safe. Love you. Good y'all. stuff. And everybody, go Lakers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.